Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. We're doing a show live from Calgary. I was going to say, if you want to make a little road trip, we're going to be live in Northeast Calgary. Well, I guess had you told me like about two or three days ago, I could have canceled this and moved it over. How about that? We got the best Western premier in. The premier hotel in Calgary is where we're going to be doing the show from. I'd love to go to MRU. They tell me that I, my name's on the wall there. Really? Yes. Photo? No. What I wrote on the bathroom. When I- <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. Live on location again. You're never going to guess where we are. We are, Luke and I are, are in Calgary, Alberta, Canada with our first big boy show. Uh, well, he's right beside me. I know he looks like a shepherd box over here. But we're live from the Best Western Premier Freeport in Calgary Airport. And we're going to be here for... Three days, maybe four, talking sports, talking Calgary Stampeders, talking Calgary Flames. We're going to have a bevy of Calgary sports personalities parading through here, the best Western premier, Freeport Inn. Uh, coming up today, Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun, the Stampeders and Flames beat writer. You heard that right, right, Danny? <laughs> Danny Austin's here. He's going to be joining us right on the set. We've moved the bunker here to the best Western premier, Freeport Inn. And uh, coming up in uh, hour two today, Jim Lang, our NFL insider, Canada's foremost NFL insider, will be joining us from Toronto to talk about week one in the National Football League. And we got quite a few surprises up our sleeve, but I got to thank you, Moose, for setting this all up, the technical work. We've done enough of these live shows now. You correct me if I miss some, but Montreal, Winnipeg, Saskatoon, the Premier's Golf Tournament. Where else? yeah. Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. And uh, you now have me so at ease. I wasn't even worried today at all. That's good. And this is taking me back to like my very first days in television. And Dave Roberts is from Calgary, my first producer. Um, he's going to see this. And I'm getting squirrely eyes again. That was always my thing. Camera's here, but I get distracted behind. Yes. Well, you're right over here. And so it's hard not to look at you like I normally do. Yeah. But it's going to look weird to the people at home. So I got to make sure I'm looking at the camera, which is going to be hard me to focus today that's you're fine i'm just tweeting the links i'm comfortable enough now that i can do what i normally do and i'm not ignoring you everybody but we are live from calgary and we, when i say we got tricks up our sleeve yes with guests but they're taking us to a rodeo if you can not not like i don't know oh, that but right. i said we got what that's all about but i said i gotta get the lamleys and get some western wear and folks said well you must have some you're a farm kid i didn't bring it do you know there's a rodeo in town, Danny? <laughs> there's, there's a rodeo like every night in Calgary, I think, or at least every weekend. I get that sense. So anyways, Jim Lang, an hour two. Danny Austin, an hour one coming up. I'm going to get moving on here. But special guests for late in the week, which speaking of, can you hit director Jordan the uh, or producer Clark the quick show topic? There are a lot of things to talk about today in the world of sports. And I'm going to start with 
Calgary sports, okay, because a lot of people have asked if Bo Levi Mitchell would be making his way onto the show since we're in Calgary. And um, I'm not going to say he won't, but the people with the Calgary situation close to Bo, he's got a broken leg, okay? The team is one and four. He's not exactly hopping around. Sorry, I'll stop looking at you, Darren. He's right <laughs> no, here. you can. It's but I, I just think from a... From a mood perspective, there might have been better times to come to Calgary because the Stampeders are one and four. That's a CFL worst record, and the Calgary Flames missed the playoffs last year. So that's why I got to put Danny on the spot here. He covers them both, and he's going to tell us what we need to know, Moose, and maybe don't know about Calgary's top two sports teams. And that reminds me, 10 a.m. Mountain, I was informed that the Calgary Roughs are making an announcement too. So the second that comes in, the local National Lacrosse League franchise has an announcement too. But interesting times, not necessarily great times in the Calgary sports scene. Yeah, we were listening to, to sports radio this morning coming in and Rhett Warner and was Ryan Pinder and Boomer right? yep. on, the, on the, uh, the morning show. And no, it's not. It's not great times. And, you know, trying to figure out where the Flames are going to, you know, end up. And this is new for Calgary Stampeder fans too because they're not used to going through this. It's been so long since they've been in this position. so But everybody just expects that they're going to figure it out and they're going to be a team that's going to be there near the end anyways. There's, the Stampeders aren't missing the playoffs, right? I don't know, man. It's, uh, again, shortened season and it's getting real late to say that it's early, Darren. This yeah. is the last game of the opening third of the season coming up this week. So that's point one of our Quick 6 show topics is Calgary Sports. Danny is going to tell us what we need to know coming up in the next segment from the Calgary Sun. Uh, second point, uh, CFL Week 6. It's our poll question today. Which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center? And this is not a big surprise. Running away with it on Twitter and Facebook is the Banjo Bowl, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Like, I mean, running away with it. And that doesn't surprise me. Um, Obviously, we got a lot of viewers are in Winnipeg. Our ratings and analytics show us that. So there's a lot of bomber viewers that are voting on that poll. Obviously, Ryder fans. Danny asked us before we went to air, what was the mood like in Mosaic Stadium or, or, or after the bench or the Labor Day Classic with the Riders losing? And a lot of angst, a lot of angst. <laughs> Most people very angry. He said here, actually, I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'll let Danny talk about how the Stampeder fans took losing at home in the Labor Day Classic but Saskatchewan didn't take it very well. And actually, here are your options before the poll. You're going to have about 20 hours to vote on it. It is Friday. Hamilton at Toronto. Week 6 opens with the back end of the home and homer there. Ticats going into Toronto hoping to sweep it. And then Saturday, football day in Canada. I'll coin the phrase. Begins with a banjo bowl. Saskatchewan at Winnipeg. Calgary at Edmonton. And then Ottawa at VC. A triple header in the Canadian Football League. I roll over into point three. And that is our newest official betting partner, who's also the exclusive betting partner of the Canadian Football League, posted their odds, Moose. And as you know, they have their own in-house odds makers. It's one thing we learned about Bet Regal. Did you notice? That's right. They don't use the software package that most betting companies use. They all use the same odds. Bet Regal does not. They have their own. So these are their odds for this weekend's game from Bet Regal, our official betting partner. The Tiger Cats are favored by 3.5 going into BMO Field in Toronto on Friday night. Tiger Cats favored by 3.5 on the road. The Banjo Bowl, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Guess, what do you think is the line on the Bombers and the oh, Rough Riders? Boy, I didn't look at this one. Um, well, no, I did. It was 2.5 yesterday. It's 
still is. You okay. cheated. Okay. No, I looked at it on the show. Uh, right, you did. It That's hasn't right. changed. Okay. Calgary at Edmonton, the middle game of the triple header. One betting site had it as a pick 'em, which is even, but Bet Regal does not. What do you think their line is on the Elks and the Stampeders on Saturday? <sighs> they got to have the Stamps favored. <clears throat> really? Elks by one. Okay, well, it's tight. And then the late game, the third of the triple header, if you can hang in there for nine hours of football, and I know that I will, is the BC Lions home to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Want to take a kick at that one? Um, Lions by six and a half. Come on. Am I right? 6.5. See? Yeah, yeah exactly. pretty good so at good that. But you. Danny's got to tell me when the last time was that Calgary hasn't been favored in a football game. <laughs> right? <laughs> he can look that In up. any it's game. take him a while. Well, it'd have to go back to Anthony Calvi. a battle of Alberta, absolutely. It would have to go back to Anthony Calvi. No, in any game in the league, it would have to date back to Anthony Calvi. He started covering the team in 2016, Danny says. They've been so. favored in every game. Oh, we'll have to get uh, Steve Daniel on that, the CFL's official statistician. When's the last time the Stamps weren't favored going in? Really good. To point. any First. game. To any game, yeah. Why would you say Anthony Calvi? What's it got to do with Anthony Calvi? That's a lot, probably the last time a team would have been favored over. Calgary. Oh, I see. Last time gotcha. he played. Okay. So, uh, by the way, if you just tune in on Game Plus Television or streaming on YouTube or Facebook, you notice we're not in our normal environs. We're broadcasting from the best Western premier free port in Calgary Airport. It's the epitome of style, service, and value at Calgary's International Airport, the first upscale premier designation for Best Western in Canada. And with almost 2,000 positive reviews on TripAdvisor, this hotel brings its A game always. For more information and best rates, visit bestwesterncalgary.com. I can see why we're here now, Moose. I don't even feel like I could afford to drive around this area, <laughs> let alone have us do our TV show. How nice are they to us? They're, they're incredible. And we may, we got three shows, three days yes. of shows here. We may be in three different locations just to show up. All around the hotel. Yeah, the hotel. exactly. They so, want us in the lobby by the fireplace, want <laughs> us upstairs. That's the thing. Manager Kim this morning, she was like, well, you guys could have gone into the lobby. And Darren's like, well, we didn't want to disturb your people. She's like, now we want you guys out there. So today we're in the conference room, but uh, you could see us in the lobby or maybe on the top floor as time goes on. Who knows? We just wanted that? to get today's show. And actually, it's flying here, as always, in the warm-up brought to you by Equal Electric. Moving on to point four of our quick six show topics, and that is the Ottawa Senators extend general manager Pierre Dorian. He says he wants to finish what he started with the Ottawa Senators. After all, he's the man who brought in most of the players on the current roster, whether as GM, director of player development, or the team's head scout. Dorian signed a multi-year deal Tuesday, which will see him continue as general manager of the Senators through 2025. He's an Ottawa product, Darren. Initially joined the Sens way back in 2007 as chief amateur scout, also served as director of player development and assistant GM. He was named general manager in 2016. The team has often struggled, though, during his tenure, finishing last season at 23, 28, and 5, second last in the Canadian division. Over the years, Dorian has torn down and rebuilt the roster using a coveted collection of high draft picks. And this is what he said upon signing the new deal yesterday. This is going to be the fun. This is going to be the fun part. The rebuild's done. Now we're stepping into another zone, I would call it. And the owner, Eugene Milnick, the embattled owner of the Ottawa Senators, said in a statement, Dorian has worked tirelessly towards building an organization that can compete with the National Hockey League's best. Now, you mentioned we were listening to Fan 960 Calgary this morning, and we were. 
they were chortling and scoffing at the Sens for signing Pierre Dorian to an extension. And listen, I get it. They've been, for the last few years, one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. However, this is my take. They've made the coaching change. DJ's running the show there. Can you honestly say the Senators aren't getting better? He's right when he says that the rebuild's done. Now's the time. Made some good signings like uh, Matt Murray and Goal, for instance. And the guys, listen, those guys on Fan 960 are our friends, but they said when you're picking in the top five every year, it's hard to screw that up. <clears throat> no. No, it is not hard to screw that up. And the Ottawa Senators have not screwed that up. They've got a tremendous nucleus of talent. Brady Kachuk, we just had Sean Simpson on here yesterday or two days ago from TSN Ottawa saying that Brady Kachuk's going to be the face of that franchise. For years and years and years, they're on the verge of signing him to an 8 by 8 deal, it sounds like. My final analysis on the Pierre Dorian extension is if you haven't fired him yet... You can't fire him now. You got to at least let him ride through with what he's built here. As I said, made a coaching change, tremendous stable of young talent. You can't let him go now. You got to extend. Well, the young core now, right? It's Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, Drake Batherson, Thomas Shabbat. They got the young core now. And Joey Decord left. He was, I think, the future in goal. They left him exposed. But Matt Murray can play. We've he's proven it. He can be a Stanley Cup goaltender. Now, is he still at that level? Does, is he, you know, was he surrounded by a good team in Pittsburgh? Yes. But those young players need to take the next step. And Pierre Dorian, you know, partly responsible for bringing that young core into this group. Now they have to play. And if it pays off, Pierre Dorian will be there for a long time. So you're right. You, you have to re-sign him. Let him see it through. If this group in the next two to three seasons doesn't prove that it's the right group, then you bring somebody else in to blow it up and, and start to uh, find the next group. It's kind of what they're going through here in Calgary, right? Deciding whether this core is the group to get them to the next level or not. And if it's not, then you got to kind of go back to square one. Folks, this is the uh, warm-up in hour one of the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television. It's brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E-Cold Electric. Let's get to work. Uh, moving on to point five of the quick six show topics. I mean, come on with the Toronto Blue Jays. They've won six games in a <laughs> row. Last night, Marcus Semien hit his 38th home run. And Alejandro Kirk added two long balls of his own as Toronto beat the Yankees 5-1 in the Bronx. Yankees ace Garrett Cole exited his start with two outs in the fourth inning because of left hamstring tightness. Somebody tell me. Maybe even Sean, who is probably flying the ship at Game Plus right now in downtown Toronto. When Alejandro Kirk, the Mexican catcher of the Toronto Blue Jays, comes to the plate, do they play Alejandro by Lady Gaga over the sound system at Rogers Center? What do you think? I do you remember that song? Yeah. Alejandro. They have to. But who's the... Yeah. You know that song? Oh, I love it too. <laughs> That's, that would be my walk-up song yeah. if I was Alejandro Kirk. Probably. Let's make it happen, Mark Shapiro. Somebody tell me, like, I got to look and see how many games are left. Is it still mathematically possible for them to get to 100 wins if they win uh, out? Good. Uh, who? Yeah, well, that was our bet. For those that was the know. bet a long time ago. Can they make 100 wins? But and... now they're looking like they might get a sneak into the wild card. Two you know? games off the pace. And here's the thing. A, who expected the Blue Jays to catch fire to this degree, obviously. And two, who expected the Yankees and the Red Sox to stumble to the degree that they are. I guess there was the COVID situation. I shouldn't laugh. Just saying the Red Sox got struck by the COVID situation. And I guess that's why as a team, 
You cannot give up. You cannot listen to idiots like us. But I can tell you this. If the Blue Jays now miss by just a sliver over the next couple of weeks, and I know I've mentioned this before, I would be furious as an ardent Blue Jays fan because I've got buddies that if they're not watching every game live, they're PVRing the games and they're watching later in the day. Guys that live in the sweatpants capital, Darren, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not that guy. I'm that guy with the Golden Knights. I'm that guy with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm that guy with the Regina Pats. Not the Blue Jays. So if they pee this away, man, I would be upset. Because what they're clearly showing is they were that good. And they had their heads up their posteriors far too often this summer. Well, they went through that stretch where they were supposed to make ground. The slump buster stretch against two of the worst teams in the majors. And what did they win? Four or six? And what, three of the four wins were only by a run. And now they're getting into a bit of the teeth of the schedule. And this is where they're picking up steam where we didn't expect them. They're destroying them to, teams. You know, so yeah, it shows that they're capable. But all it's going to do is make you go back to all the missed opportunities, right? All the mistakes, the, the, the mental errors that led to, to losses, the bullpen mistakes that, you know, so many one run losses in games that they were winning, blown leads. But you know what? We don't have to worry about that until they miss, if they miss. Right now, all signs are pointing to them kind of getting into a wild card spot and surprising teams. And if they do, the Jays aren't a team I'd want to meet in the playoffs. We're coming up on the last point here, the quick six before we break and bring in Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun. But I want to remind you, folks, the first hour of the Rod Peterson Show is presented by World Rugby Sevens, the ultimate all-day party taking place in Edmonton, September 25th and 26th. Two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe and action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups. The party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories. Trust us, you've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at CanadaSevens.com. And we thank Explore Edmonton for coming on board with us. Last point, I'll give it to you. Tennis, this country's starting to go nuts with all the kids. They're what, into this, the semifinals Semis. now at the U.S. Open? I'll give you one minute, Moose. Tell the viewers what they need to know if they haven't jumped on the bandwagon yet. Okay, on the clock. We had three Canadians in the quarters, and I don't believe there was a single American in the quarters. <clears throat> the Canadians are really rolling, and now two into the semifinals. Leela Andy, uh, Andy Fernandez, she's in. What a great win, and she's knocked off a couple of top seeds, including Naomi Osaka. Um, she is rolling, and she's got some swagger, too. So watch her in the semis. And uh, Felix Ojeali-Asim, he's looking really, really good. He's into the semis as well. So uh, we got two really good shots to, uh, to take home a Grand Slam here. Folks, this is hour one of the Rod Peterson Show, and this has been the warm-up brought to you by Ecold Electric. Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun joins us live here next at the Best Western Premier Inn in Calgary. You are watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. 
Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are broadcasting live today and for the next three days, including today for the Best Western Premier Freeport in Calgary Airport. And as I mentioned earlier on, we would have a bevy of Calgary sports personalities coming through here in the conference center. And uh, it begins with the Calgary Suns, Danny Austin, our longtime friend. Danny, thanks for stopping by today. Good to see you. I'm thrilled, man. I Honestly, I'm so excited to be here talking to you guys. It's, uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs this season. <laughs> yes, but, haven't uh, we? But ultimately, I mean, for people who don't realize, like Rod and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, a little bit of Twitter back and forth isn't such. No, not at Well, actually, you didn't say this to me when you came in, but Darren told me that you were going down the hallway and you said, I didn't think Rod would speak to me again. You understand, Danny? I'm a sober coach. I get yelled at all the time every day. <laughs> it yeah. rolls off the duck's back. And I'm happy that you came down here to talk Calgary sports. And so if you don't mind, it's Stamps at Elks on Saturday. And I, we should start here. The mood in Calgary of the Stamps losing the Labor Day Classic at home to Edmonton. I mean, it's been weird. This is something we sort of talked about. But after the Argos loss, after the Lions loss, there, there was anger there. People really were 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 upset. They, they wondered why so many veterans were allowed to leave. Honestly, I got barely any reaction to this Labor Day loss. There seems to be a little bit of a sense of resignation and of just acknowledgement of where sort of this team is at in terms of the playoff picture. And, you know, you're mad when you feel like, you know, there's something big to play for and you let it slip away. I, I, I don't know if you're mad when you look at your team and say, well, we're, we're one and four. The playoffs are a long shot already. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I didn't find there was anger. That was the one thing that was sort of missing um, after the Labor Day Classic. There was a lot of sort of sadness, but, but people seem to understand um, this is a young team, had a couple breaks, didn't go their way. They just haven't played well enough to win. And it's a huge uphill battle now that they may not be able to climb. If you're the Stampeders, would you rather have them angry rather than apathy? If, am I using the right term in that? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say apathy. Apathy. I'd say resignation a little bit. Um, yeah, I think you'd rather have them angry. Um, this has just been such a weird season. I, I genuinely believe that they're better than a one and four team, and I also genuinely believe that that doesn't count for anything. You win or you lose. This is professional football. It is really, really hard to win a game of football. So maybe it's one mistake here and there that, that cost them in those first two games against the Argos and the Lions. But you can't make those mistakes. That's the, those mistakes. No one cares. In 2022, no one's going to look back at the 2021 Calgary Stampeders if they miss the playoffs and say they were close in a bunch of games. You win or you lose, and they're losing. So, yeah, you want the fans passionate and angry, but you start one and four in a 14-game season, you know, people just aren't going to spend their emotional energy getting overly upset about it. Yeah, right. I understand, but here's what I also understand, man. And you've lived here, would you say, 10 years? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto guy originally. And what I hear from the football fans in Calgary and Southern Alberta is it's all hockey, all hockey, all hockey, all NHL on the radio here all the time. So I think that to sit here and talk about Stan Peters football would probably go over very well with our Alberta viewers here on Game Plus, I would think, and streaming. So because you're the beat writer and you're around the Stan Peters all the time, I do, despite me banging on them, 
you understand it's the fun rivalry thing. I know they're the Cadillac franchise of the CFL. Why wouldn't we? So when they were picked sixth in the power rankings going into the season, I almost fell off my chair. I scoffed. Now they're they're ninth. I don't care what the power rankings say. Mm -hmm. The standings say ninth. So were the people voting on that? And I assume you were one. Were they on to something? Well, I wasn't voting on that. I okay. I don't vote on CFL.ca. I would have had them higher. Um, I would have had them sort of probably four. Um, I okay. still, to be honest, like going into the season, I, I think I stand by it. Uh, had probably Winnipeg number one, Hamilton two, Saskatchewan three, with the big caveat that that's awfully close. Uh, right now, I might have Saskatchewan and Hamilton flipped. I do think the Bombers are the best team in the league. The Stampeders were very open, and I, I think that this is something that we need to give them credit for, that they were a young team. They'd let a lot of veterans walk. They needed a little bit of injury luck to sort of get these, these young guys they were really, really high on some time to adjust to Canadian football and sort of come in week five and week six. By and large, that's, that's sort of what they've been doing, and that's sort of what's happening. We've seen some, some young guys really step up and, and take big steps. The issue is, I mean, that Argos game, they played pretty well. They fumbled in their own zone. The Argos got a touchdown late and then got another field goal. The Lions game, they had a quarterback with a broken leg. It wasn't an ideal situation. You, know, you can go through every game. Rene Paradez normally hits that 50-yard field goal to win against the Bombers. They have been that close. But again, it doesn't matter. So whether this is according to plan or not in terms of the development of the team and whether they might make a run in the back half of the season, it's going to be tough with three games against the Riders, a game against the Ticats, and another game against the Bombers. But, you know, they, they do have the potential. They're not that far off, but they needed to sort of squeeze out some of these wins that unfortunately became mm -hmm. losses. So, um, and I think that's why there's not that much anger. People understand that this was supposed to be a development season where they peak towards the playoffs. But, you know, the, the standard here is set. During the John Huffnagel era, the Stampeders, by and large, are the best team in the CFL year after year, whether they win the Grey Cup or not. You know, from, from beginning to end, that's where they are. Um, and, and they're not this year. So it's, I, I think the people are outside of the market and inside of the market. We have to be honest in our assessments. We have to be fair. And we have to say this was not supposed to be the 2017 Calgary Stampeders. But um, there's problems there. And hopefully guys develop and, and take the step. But it may be too late. Yeah, but is that, okay, it's very interesting what you're saying. Is that when you say transitional year, the turnover in the head scout that it's Cole Huffnagel finding players now, right? You know, because there's going to be a turnover there. Does it extend beyond Bo Levi Mitchell's broken leg? Is it as simple as you lose your starting quarterback, you can't win? Is it, is it deeper than that? Well, yeah. I mean, if we look back to the 2019 season, I mean, we can go back to 2018 if we want to include Alex Singleton and but, I mean, right, lost a lot of guys. Lost a lot of yeah. guys. Trey Roberson, Reggie Bagleton. Um, but the reality is they went into this season, I would say, with a, a established, if not veteran, starter in every position except for there was one defensive end position, um, there was the middle linebacker position, and that was pretty much it, to be perfectly honest. Then Jamar Wall went down at Sam. Fortunately, they had Brandon Dozier who could step in. Fuller and Ormolade, who played the other defensive end position, went down. So they had to bring in Sean Lemon, who... I mean, I, Sean Lemon still may be a good player, but he's not the player he was five years ago necessarily. So they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback. That's, that's a big problem. The middle of their D-line is very good. You've got Derek Wigman and Mike Rose, who have been exceptional. Uh, Darnell Sankey stepped in at, at linebacker, but you did lose Jamar Wall, who's your, who's your defensive starter, Charlie Power, or defensive captain. Charlie Power, who's... Well, well Rene Paradise is the special teams captain. It's really... It's really Charlie Power. And then Bo Levi Mitchell. So there, there has been bad luck here. Um, but I, I still think that the pieces are there. I mean, I watched that Edmonton game. I think Deshaun Amos 
is week in, week out, probably the best boundary corner in the league. He was he had a really, really bad game against the Elks. Guys have bad games, but the, the DB the DB group has not necessarily playing up to the standard that you would expect. That's something Dave Dickinson was open about. Um, injuries have had an impact, but injuries have an impact on every team. I, I, I can't quite figure out what the missing piece is here. Defensively, I do think it's the defensive ends right now. Um, but no, it's not just Bo Levi Mitchell. Jake Mayer's played well enough for this team to win football games. It, we cannot place this on Bo Levi Mitchell's heart. Um, right now, just the talent isn't playing up to up to the standard. Yeah, but you've nailed it. You, they're the victims of their own success. They've lost too many players to the NFL and through free agency within this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogers, uh, Joan Breskison, you know, all the guys that are over in, in uh, Toronto right now. If I can interrupt. I mean, Cordero Law was their, another one. Was their defensive end? They traded him to Toronto. It, it, it's across the board. They lost a lot of players. I mean, I would guess that the Argos have more players from the 2018 Grey Cup starting every week than the Stampeders. Mm-hmm. That was only two seasons ago. That's not that long. Right. Uh, by the way, we got lots of time on this segment, but will you be able, Danny, to stay one more segment after this? Yeah, sure. Because I feel like there's a lot of things that I want to get to with you with the Flames. But before I go on, you know, you come, you've made the comments about me stirring it up. The night before the Stamps and Bombers met at IG Field, yeah. you tweeted that you were trying to find a way to say this was the nicest stadium in the CFL in <laughs> Winnipeg in a way that it would <laughs> rile up Ryder fans. And boy, did you. Yep. Do you really feel that IG Field is the nicest stadium in the CFL? I mean, I- if it's not, if it's not the nicest, it's the second nicest. It is worth noting. I have this strategy sometimes on on Twitter, sort of tweeting something out, and then I just reply to the fans of that fan base and say nice things. Right. Um, so it's actually a way that, like, I kind of connect with fans from other fan bases. But look, I believe there are things that I like more about IG Field than Mosaic. My favorite part of Mosaic, I stay at the Hotel Saskatchewan. I said this to you before the segment. Uh, there's nowhere I like rolling into more than Regina. Fans give you a little bit of a hard time because you're a Calgary guy, hmm. but they're generally pretty fun and they're happy to be there. You feel like a big deal when you're in Regina as a CFL reporter. And then I love that walk from Hotel Saskatchewan across the stadium, and it is an absolutely beautiful. You stadium. walk that? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm a walker. I try to get good my, for you. I try to get my steps in. Um, picking between those two stadiums is tough. I think location probably pushes Mosaic above IG. Um, but man, the concourses at IG are great. They're oh, so, yeah. They're, they're, they're terrific. And uh, the food there, I don't know if it's better. I don't know if it's better, but it's close. Um, there are things I like Ooh. more about IG, for sure. Well, it's more affordable than you IG. Tell them, <laughs> you see that, you know, real life isn't Twitter, and I'm so much more hesitant. To, <laughs> on a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, it's so, well, I, you know, we're, we view it as a Canadian nationally based show. Of but course. Bob Irving and I, the longtime voice of the Blue Bombers. We used to argue about which stadium was worse, Taylor Field or Winnipeg Stadium. And then we argued about which stadium is better. And I can say that they're definitely both great. Honestly, it's subjective. They're both fantastic stadiums. But my point was, you were going after Ryder fans. You got to go after Ryder fans as a Calgary guy. Let's be honest, on the field, I don't have much to go after the Riders about right now. So I was was 100%. You know, I, I don't mind a little bit of trolling here and there, and I do it. And if you guys want to come back at me, I mean, I go every day to McMahon Stadium, which I have no problem saying is is arguably the worst, maybe De- the second worst. Decrepit. Yeah. Is, is, is brutal. And uh, it, it needs to be fixed up. And I don't know that the current ownership is particularly interested in fixing it up. So, um, I mean, I, if I was in Regina or Winnipeg, I'd feel very proud. Um, I also got to say that I just love the, like, going into Winnipeg. 
the media there are so great. They're, you know, you got guys who I know you love, like Darren Bombing, Ted Wyman, uh, Bob, obviously. Um, so those are, are two of, you know, I'm from Toronto, so going home and seeing my family is obviously probably my favorite stop on the tour. And I like BMO too. I like BMO too. It's, it's a shame what's happened uh, with that team and, and, and within the field in the stadium. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I love both stadiums, but I got to give Riders fans a little bit of a hard time and they get to give it back. I'm just pointing <laughs> out I'm not the only one, Danny, that likes to get a reaction from people. Well, That's it's, my. It's, you know, you and me might be right at the top of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, we got about 90 seconds in this segment. Uh, just to crack the lid on the Flames talk, because uh, you cover, you're, are you officially a beat writer for the Flames? Or? Yeah, on and off. I mean, it, it depends who's. I, for, for two of the last three seasons, I have. How shocked were you that they missed the playoffs last year? Uh, I mean, two weeks into the season, I sort of realized that was the direction it was going. Um, I think it was a huge step back for this organization, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but uh, the fact that they followed that season up with you know, I do not think that they are a better team right now than they were at the end of last season. And I, I, I'm really surprised. And I think if I was a Flames fan, I'd be really disappointed. We'll talk about that and more. Stadiums, arenas, there's a lot going on in Calgary. Danny Austin, good enough to join us down here at the Best Western Premier Freeport in Calgary Airport. And we'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are live from the Best Western Premier Airport in Calgary. And uh, we're excited to be here. We're here for the next three days. And we got guests flying in and out of here. I got a, I got a sports update to get to. I know a lot of people, when they heard that we were coming to Calgary, wanted to know if we would have Stamps quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell on the air. And I guess maybe like here, like Danny's been good enough to come down on. And, and I promise we're going to get to this Flames talk. But even Danny just said in the break, Bo might do it. You said he's, he's a good guy. Danny, you've been covering him a long time. I will say that Bo, I, I, I understand why he, he gets the, the blood pumping from fans <laughs> of other teams. I mean, the, to be honest, that's part of his job. And I, I do think he's been the best quarterback in the CFL for pretty much since 2014. Um, might give Mike Riley 2015. But um, look, he, he's actually a very like normal, nice person who reaches out, he, who thanks you for your coverage as the beat reporter. Um, Bo's not the sort of arrogant swashbuckling guy that you see on on the field every day. He's 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 a family man. He's a good guy, and like I think what like what happened with you guys was was to be honest a long time in the past. Yes, um, I think that sometimes what people forget about people whose job it is to talk for hours a day is sometimes you're going to say things that you know come out with slip. People, yeah, like, sometimes these things slip, and um, like if, if I was able to get close to Bo without these somewhat ridiculous CFL uh, COVID restrictions, I would uh, I'd tell him, hey, come on, Rod, show, talk to the guy. <laughs> um, but I'm not. So, you know, I guess if Bo's listening. Um, one day, maybe. One I appreciate day, that, yeah, Danny. Yeah. But that's what I was told. If Bo didn't currently have a broken leg and the team wasn't in the situation they're in, he would be down at the Best Western uh, Premier Inn Airport. So uh, anyways, I appreciate that. that. I, a viewer 
Craig in Calgary, watching on Game Plus TV, writes in on the Brain Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. Brain Mobile is your authorized SaaS mobility dealer. He says, my dad and I have been traveling to every stadium in the CFL. Then I cry every time I sit back down on my cold, hard McMahon Stadium bench. Ha ha. Bring back Calgary next. That's from Craig in Calgary. So I guess we got about eight minutes in this segment, Danny, before we do talk about the Flames, what's the landscape of stadiums in Calgary, football and hockey? Well, the, the arena is on its way. It's, it's being built. Uh, we, we've seen what it's supposed to look like. I, I, still, I don't know exactly where we are in terms of, you know, shovels in the ground, but it is on the way. Um, I mean, the thing that I think a lot of people miss with McMahon is Calgary voted yes to the Olympics. There was a lot of money in there for renovations to McMahon, which I still think is the most likely scenario here. They're just this city. We are not going to get you know this beautiful two hundred million dollar stadium the way you guys got in Regina or they got in Winnipeg. I mean, it's just it's not on the way. I, I don't see any indication. There are plans to sort of redevelop that area that are inching along, but I, I, I do not think, to be honest, I, I'm not sure that the revenues will ever justify that. I don't know that they'd ever be able to pay the money back that they'd have to borrow. So, Probably not. Um, so, no, I, I, I do not think that a replacement for McMahon Stadium is anywhere close. Um, I think that, you know, if you're looking at arenas and stadiums, I will say that Cavalry FC has a beautiful little stadium out of Spruce Meadows. Uh, if, you, if you like soccer, go down and check that out. That's the, probably the best soccer stadium outside of BMO in the entire country. But, no, I, I think we're going to be waiting for a long time. And I'm not sure that the current ownership is particularly um, willing to make the investment in it, which, I, I again, I, I think is relatively understandable. Um, you know, who knows if, if a new owner might be more willing to do that. But, no, I do not anticipate in the next five years us getting a major announcement about a new stadium. A football stadium. No, Unless, I, like you say, a, a new owner. Unless a new owner comes yeah. in, and I, as you know, you and I have talked about, I, I don't think that's out of the question. I've never said that. Um, I will say, in McMahon Stadium's defense, like, boy, was it fun seeing it with over thirty thousand people. It, it is still in the stadium. If you actually have a seat with a back to it, it's an awfully fun place to watch a football game. What was the attendance for the Labor Day Classic? It was almost thirty-one thousand. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's a little-known fact that nobody knows. My step uncle was Jack Goda former coach of the Stampeders and Rough Riders. So when I went to college here, I went to Mount Royal, Danny. I don't know if you know that or not. We would go to games here together. So whether I would go on to broadcast games in the CFL or go with my uncle Jack Goda, I loved it. It was my guilty pleasure going to games at McMahon Stadium. And those old Riders Stampeder games back in the day were a lot of fun. But I got to ask you this. For our American viewers, Mosaic Stadium and IG Field in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan are jaw-dropping NFL-caliber stadiums. Do you think Tim Hortons Field and Hamilton feels a little miffed that they aren't in that conversation when it comes to CFL stadiums? Because they're right in that mix in terms of newness. Nobody talks about them. For sure, except I do think that a stadium should reflect community. I think that's the hard part of building a stadium. And I love, I love walking up to Tim Hortons. It's cool. There's yeah. still, you know, there's houses right across the street. You're right yes. in the community. I love that. Um, but no, the reality is like the Bombers and the Riders, it's sort of in terms of the CFL. I mean, Look, they're not the Yankees and the Red Sox. I'm not trying to say that. That's not, that's just a ridiculous uh, assessment. But they are the, the two model business franchises, certainly, in the entire CFL. They deserve the best stadiums. I mean, I, I think Commonwealth is also a, a great stadium. I think if the Lions could pack BC Place, that, that, there, there are good stadiums around the league. If I'm Hamilton, you know what? It, it reflects at least the community that Hamilton was before sort of 
Southern Ontario's real estate blew up. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I still think it's a great place to watch football. But no, it's not a palace of, of, of professional sport. It's, it's nice. It's beautiful. You're right. But it's just not in that stratosphere of those other stadiums. No. Now I, I can I ask you? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's your show. What's your third? Ottawa. Ottawa. It's, that's for me. <laughs> I really like Ottawa a lot. And I really like BMO. I like those road trips to Toronto. We went through this stadium renaissance in the CFL to get to where we are. And I think it's exciting. Man, and I want to get to this Flames talk, but I got I to gotta say this to you too, Danny. I was not convinced there would be a CFL season this year. I thought this league was going the way of the Dodo. You, however, guaranteed it. I did. I will say Devin Haru from CBC owes me a dinner at Grey Cup. What anyway. did you know, if you can tell me? Um, I knew that, to be honest, I, I knew that there were a lot of owners in this league who knew that the CFL wouldn't have survived that season this year. Um, and I, I don't fully under, I don't know what's going on with revenue. I don't know if they're splitting revenue. I, don't, I, I have no idea about that. But um, I just knew the Stampeders from day one were operating as if there was going to be a season. Like they, the, from, from the CFL draft on, um, I, that was my impression from every sort of coach, from every general manager who I was quietly talking to in the league, um, that at, at some point there was enough will just to make it happen. And um, this is a league that historically sometimes has to just make it happen has to throw a little bit of caution to the wind and just get on the field. And everything I heard was that that's how this league was operating. Well, it's certainly paid off. It looks that way and the football's been good. I got to go back to the Flames for a second before I let you go. I'll say it again. I picked them first in the Scotia North Division last year and I don't like the Flames. And I think you know the reasons why. It pained me to say that, but I thought they were that good. And, you know, they don't have Goudreau signed yet, right? He's got a year left on his contract. I mean, what do we expect for the Calgary Flames? Because they kind of look a lot like the team, both on the ice and upstairs, that finished last year to me. Or, or worse, right? Or worse. They lost, they lost their captain. They lost yeah. Mark Giordano. And he took a little bit of heat for not quite being the same player early in the year. I can tell you the last 20, 25 games of the, the year, Mark Giordano was a very good NHL defenseman. So, mm -hmm. um, look, I, I, I said it in the last segment, I don't think that getting the Nikita Zadorov, that's not a like-for-like -like replacement for Mark Giordano. I, I, I think this team got worse this summer. I mean, I love the, the Coleman signing. Um, they're, like, they're not necessarily demonstrably worse, but they're going under division. I mean, that's a, that's a stacked division right now. I, I really think that Vegas team is, is going to be you know, licking its wounds and, and ready to go. I think Edmonton is, is getting better. So I... I I think this, the, the Flames were really looking, hoping to compete for a wild card spot. I do think there were a lot of players who, who had off years last year. So that's where you kind of hope that, that guys like Matthew Kachat, you know, actually sort of not only get back to who they were, but, but get better and continue to make that forward progress. We expect, like Johnny Gaudreau, why would he have signed by now? His agent knows that the leverage goes up the longer you wait. Um, I think that, yes, there was an expectation among fans and, and among media too that the, the tree living would try to get it done. But I'm not worried about that. I, I think that this is how these things go. Um, this is going to be his big contract that carries him and his family through generations of wealth. So, you know, <laughs> wait, make sure you get the most money. Um, but look, I, I, I'm not saying the Flames are in trouble, but I, I think that if we go back to 2004 when they made that cup run, there is an acceptance of we're going to squeeze into the playoffs and see what happens. And guess what? It hasn't happened. They've won one round since Aginla took them to the cup finals. And I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that we're not seeing them swing for the fences, uh, whether it's going after a first-line center. I don't know what, what the move is, but um, they've won one round it's, it's since, what, 2015? Mm -hmm. like, we know who they are on some level. I, 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 you can expect growth. You can expect improvement. But I don't know that we can expect them to be contending for a cup 
because they haven't, and they've had a lot of shots at doing it. Outstanding Calgary sports report. Danny, appreciate this. We follow what you do closely. Keep it up, my man. I appreciate this. It's so good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun joining us down here at the Best Western Premier Freeport Airport Inn in Calgary. We'll be right back with a sports update coming back and uh, viewer takeover. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube at Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody, live from Cowtown. It is a remote remote broadcast. We haven't done one uh, in a while. We're at the Best Western Premier Freeport in Calgary Airport. And the Moose has joined us again, as you've noticed. i got to drop this in here. We don't have a lot of time left in hour one, Darren. But Montreal's Felix Auger-Ala-Assim. Eh, Ali-Assim. Ali-Assim. The number 12 seed on the men's side has reached the semifinals at the U.S. Open after his opponent, Carlos Alcaraz of Spain, retired in the second set. Felix will face number two seed Daniil Medvedev in the semifinals. And another shocker at the U.S. Open from Canadian teenager Leila Fernandez. She continued her stunning run to the tournament by upsetting number five seed Alina Svetlina of Ukraine to reach the semifinals. Baseball Marcus Semyon homered again. Alejandro Kirk went deep twice in the surging Blue Jays, beat the skidding Yankees 5-1 after New York ace Garrett Cole exited early with a hamstring injury. Jays and Yankees do it again tonight, 707 Eastern at Yankee Stadium. Nelson Cruz homered twice and at 41 years of age became the oldest player in Major League history to hit 30 home runs in a season, powering the Rays past the Boston Red Sox 12-7. And the NFL Players Association uh, wants daily COVID-19 testing for fully vaccinated players. The league and the union agreed last week to update protocols so vaccinated players would be tested weekly instead of every 14 days as they were during training camp. But that's not enough, according to NFLPA president and Brown Center J.C. Treader. The league most recently announced 93% of players are vaccinated. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. There, we got through it, Moose. All right. And how about that with Danny Austin? How about that? Like, it's almost not fun to do that. Like. Mending fences and building bridges. It's not good for ratings, man. <laughs> like, uh, no, it's great. And it was great to see him. And, you know, that's what's fun about the business, you know, being able to uh, connect with people. And sometimes that's talk, that's talk radio, right? If people love everything that comes out of your mouth, then you're doing it wrong. Well, we should, uh, if we were at home in the bunker, we would put the camera on our sales manager, Jimmy Two Tables, who's over here with his red shoes on. Well, we would put a camera on him because he's like, can you guys, what do you want? I could do it. I could turn he's this. Like, he's like, are you telling me to shut up or you don't want the camera on you? Which one? He doesn't want the camera on him, but he's okay with shoes. us talking about him. But he's like, can you guys come up to Calgary and maybe make some friends and mend some fences? And we're like, yeah, what the hell? We got nothing else to do. So there's Danny. And then with Bo... Like, we could literally get him on if it wasn't for the fact that he had a broken leg and his team's one and four. And the thing is, all his buddies in Calgary are like, Rod, can you guys get over it already? 
I'm like, it's good for business. I don't care. Yes. But Jimmy's telling me it's not good for business. So anyways, we'll kick this around coming up an hour or two for Core Grain. And Jim Lang talking NFL after this break here on Game Play. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.